mask controversy at a mainline restaurant, Gary Keller, no longer the CEO of Keller Williams, and the NAR Commission lawsuit is still going. A lot to talk about next on Tool Time. I'm Tom Tool. She's Sarah Timon. We're back on Tool Time. Got a lot to talk about this week. A lot of stuff going on in the real estate world as well as a really crazy local story that's all over national news. And, and I, I want to start there. So um, there was a customer that refused to tip a waitress at John Henry's in Ardmore. And I've been to this place like many times. Our kids love going there. And it's been all over the news. Um, so kind of what happened was she reminded the uh, the patron that, hey, you have to wear a mask when you're walking through the bar, and which is normal. Have you been out anywhere yet, like inside, dining? Yeah, I mean, yeah. you have to wear a mask yeah. when you're not physically sitting at your seat. <laughs> Just anyone watching, if you want to do anything, you've got to wear a mask. Like, that's all there is to it. So um, the waitress there said, hey, you need to wear a mask. And then on the tip, and they have a picture of the receipt here, it says amount of the tip, and he writes mask, and that was it. So what do you think about all this? I mean, this is pretty crazy to me. It's so ridiculous. Um, you know, we are living in a time right now where things are different and we really need to do what we can to stay safe. So the fact that we're even allowed to go to restaurants, and at one point it was just outdoor seating, now some of them are allowing um, partial capacity inside. But we need to follow the rules. Like, and this was not the waitress who made this rule. Like, she, it's her job to enforce it. If people were to come in and see that people were not following that rule, that business would be in a lot of trouble. So this wasn't her, like, just saying, hey, I, I just want you to wear a mask because, <laughs> like, it's, if you want to be able to have the, I don't know if privilege is the right word, but the ability Right now, we are allowed to go out and go to restaurants if you're following these steps. So you are going to have it like be taken away for everyone if if you don't follow that. And just very rude to take it out on on the server. Well, and I, I, you bring up a good point because it's really hard being in the restaurant industry right now. Like these people have been told they're going to open, they're not going to open on and off for like seven eight months, right? So. I feel I, I know the waitress, so I, I know I know Jamie Ledwith. We we've gone to this place many times, and John Henry's is a place where they put up with a lot of like my kids have been like going rampaging like through there, running to the bathroom ten times. So it's not like they're overly aggressive with the way they serve people, and I can say that from personal experience. And what stinks about this is now they're back working, and this guy thinks he's doesn't have to wear a mask, which this is the law. Like this right. is what has to happen. So. It's, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, right. it's if you want to do stuff, wear a mask. It's not about personal beliefs at this point. It's, right. This is the world we're living in, right. period. Yeah, it doesn't matter if, if this person believes that masks do anything or not. Like, that's the rule. And you could ruin it for everyone by not just abiding by it. And you don't have to have it on when you're sitting at your table. You don't have to, like, hold it up to shovel your food <laughs> underneath it. You know, like, you... But when you're walking through the public spaces, you have to have the mask on, and that's, that is what it is. Yeah, no excuse for this. I feel bad. Um, and But oh, what, what's awesome about this story, too, is there's people that have come in and actually like left money yeah. for the waitress afterwards. So I love the community support. And the waitress, Jamie, was pretty cool about it. She said, hey, maybe he was having a bad day. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't you – know, we weren't there. Who the hell knows what happened? Sure. I, 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 they handled it like a champ. I, I love what they did there, and it just – got to be kind. I think that's what they said at the end of the article, which I really liked. So. Yeah. Crazy story, 
There's probably going to be more of these things happening. Sure. Just is what it is at this point. So if you want to do stuff, wear a mask, I guess, is the, the lesson, right? Yeah. <laughs> so interesting stuff. So we got some juicy real estate topics here. So we'll start with um, Gary Keller, right? So Gary Keller, CEO and uh, of Keller Williams, he is taking a step back, and they're kind of restructuring the company a bit where he's now going to be um, overseeing all the Keller Williams brands, not just KW Realty. So what do you think about all this, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, I think it I think it makes sense. I think that every so often any company kind of shakes things up a little bit. Uh, something similar happened with Remax not that long ago. So I think it's just it's bringing someone else into the position that he was in, but he's still going to be very present in in the company. He's still going to be influencing decisions and he's still going to be um, you know, running a, a lot of stuff. It's just going to be as a different as a different name. Yeah, I, I've had the privilege to see Gary speak, and uh, I mean, he's definitely a smart guy. He's taken Keller Williams a long way, listened to his podcast, all that sort of stuff. So he knows what he's talking about. I mean, he's written a ton of bestsellers. Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, this is, you know, sometimes you need some young energy for the day-to-day -day running of the company. And the president or CEO job, and they don't have a, a, a CEO at KW Realty anymore, it's just a president, Josh Team. you know, that's a little bit different than overseeing the board, which is what he's doing. And yeah. You know, sometimes you need to invigorate the company. Josh Team, who's the uh, president, he was previously the C uh, CIO, so Chief Innovation Officer at uh, um, KW Labs, and he's going to be the president, and he's it's going to be the senior most uh, role in, in the franchise. And, you know, we've heard him speak. He actually had a really good article at the virtual mega camp they did, which is like their big convention, where he talked about people using Facebook and how brands are under attack, which is stuff we've talked about internally. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with what company we're at. These are minds in the industry. So uh, to Sarah's point, this happened at Remax. Dave Leninger is now the chairman of the board. Adam Contos is the CEO. And, you know, the way the industry is going right now, you need some young energy. You need some innovation. And Gary's not that old. He's 63. So um, my view of this is that they're, you know, they're also extending the arms of their business, right? Sure. Um, they have Keller offers coming out. How many? I mean, so many instant offer companies that are out yeah. there. Yeah, and that's a lot. So I, I think they, you know, they ha need to have some direction there. They've got mortgage coming out. They've got title, obviously. So, you know, this is what every company's doing: is how do they bring everything in house yep. to build up their bottom line? So, I get the direction. It makes a lot of sense. And like, this is one of those headline grammars, uh, grabbers where it's like, hey, Gary Keller's out. But, but really. I don't really see it that way. I yeah, think he's changing I mean, I, the structure of the company. Yeah, I absolutely. I think he's still going to be present. I think he's still going to be a big influence. Um, but yeah, it's just a way to kind of shake things up. And we have to be creative these days. Well, and I, I think it's always exciting when you see young leaders emerge in a company. I mean, I, I can, you know, I, I always see that as a good thing because mm -hmm. at some point, like, He's not going to feel like running this giant company anymore. Right. I mean, 63 is not, I mean, it's not old, but it's, you know, you're not in, you're not like 40 or 45 or 50. Right. So I think there, there's, there's a little bit of a difference there. And Gary is, you know, seeing him speak uh, at, at the T3 Summit last year was pretty interesting because he's clear there's going to be a lot more disruption. And that's why they have all these different arms of the company now. It's not like they're just focusing on the real estate sales, which I think is a smart move for Keller Williams. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we're very agreeable today, which is exciting. <laughs> so th this next one, this is an interesting story. So um, the NAR uh, lawsuit about buyer commissions. A judge denied the motion by NAR to dismiss the lawsuit. What do you think about all this, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, this is something that's been going on for, for a little while. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think what the article had said is what sellers felt that they were, you know, paying the sellers pay the commission 
Um, that covers the buyer, the buyer side of things, and the buyers felt like they did not have the ability to negotiate with their agent on what what percentage that agent would be making. Um, you know, I think when you just when you say it like that, it's like, well, that kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, commissions are not a standard thing. They are they change based on quite a few different factors. Mm -hmm. And so on the buy side, it's not like there's always a standard amount that that you receive. And there are certainly workarounds. If you are negotiating with your buyer and they are looking for something different than what the MLS is providing for what that agent would receive, um, you know, you can work different things out on the side in order to have both of you get what you're ultimately, um, where you need to be in order to get a deal to move forward um, without going in and suing the MLS. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is, you know, I, I think real estate agents are under attack right now. And, and just to be, when Sarah says something on the side, it means another arrangement, not like something off the settlement sheet. Just to be super clear yeah, about sorry. what's going on. No, it's all good. I, I mean, I just, just want everyone to know what we're talking about here. So, um, yeah, buyer agents are under attack right now. I mean, this is a, I mean, uh, we were, I was talking to Steph, um, I guess it was two days ago, where she's like listening to podcasts and they're saying that you're going to have to justify why a buyer is going to pay the buyer agent and actually pay the fee moving forward. And you look at what Redfin's doing, right? They're trying to eliminate buyer agents. They have that 70-question survey to fill out an offer. You look at, look, Zillow is hiring real estate agents, right? They're going to be salaried. They're not going to be based on commission. You have companies like Rex Real Estate where they don't even put it in the MLS and they offer out like a, like a nominal co-op fee. So I don't agree with the lawsuit because I also know there's agents here that will like offer rebates on the, on the settlement sheet, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of getting the whole commission, they offer a seller's assist on the settlement sheet and that gets deducted. There's some agents that give out Visa gift cards as a thank you gift to their client for thousands of dollars. And I'm not saying this is right. I'm saying this is what's happening. So... I can't agree with the article the way it's written. Um, at the same time, I think real estate in general is under attack, right? I mean, there, there's so many disruptors. I mean, you look at all these instant offer programs we just talked about. You look at all the tech disruption. All these things are happening, and the reality is there's a lot of people that, that they want a piece of the pie, and that's what this lawsuit's about more than anything else. I don't agree with it. I don't think it's gonna get it's gonna go anywhere. This is gonna be a long legal battle, and I don't know what your experience is right. with these things, but they like go on forever. Right. Well, and I mean, there is a reason that buyer agents are in place. When back, you know, years and years ago, there were only sellers agents. Yes. And great observation. Um, buyers agents became a thing because they serve a purpose. You know, like just filling out a questionnaire and then having that be your offer. You. If you are not experienced and you're not sure what you're filling out and what you're doing, like buyers agents became a thing for a reason. So, um, you know, I I think they're very necessary to walk you through the process, both so that you understand what's going on, and then also to negotiate on your behalf and and get you what you ultimately need. You bring up a really good point because there's some sophisticated people out there. I mean, we were just joking about a message we got from a lead that came in uh, right before. It's I bought some homes before. I, I think we can go in unrepresented is basically right. what it said in, in no uncertain terms. Um, there are people that are really sophisticated, that, you know, that know their industry well, that have done business transactions. And when it comes to real estate, they have no idea what's going on. They don't know what the contract says. They don't know what the laws say. So, and there's also a lot of cases where, you know, we, um, we've had clients approach us and say, hey, we didn't work with our last agent. They didn't know what they were doing. Right. And we want to go buy a house and we, we need some guidance. And that's really where the value is. It's about guiding them through the transaction. So the people that want that, they're going to go that way. The people that 
don't want that. They may go with one of these other directions, but they also might get themselves in some trouble. I've seen people make some really bad financial decisions because they don't have the right guidance. And, right. you know, people don't make logical decisions all the time anyway. Yeah. So you can't help everybody, but there's people that want help so they don't get screwed in the transaction. And that's what we're here to do. Right. And I mean, and obviously this article was talking mostly about, I believe, the buyers not being able to negotiate the price with their buyer's agent. And, you know, it is the seller that the commission comes out of. But on the seller's end, having paying that portion of the commission to the buyer's agent to have the transaction go through smoothly and successfully, I think is very worth it. Because otherwise you can get partway through a deal, both people are emotionally invested, you think that this is moving forward, and then it turns out somebody really didn't understand some of the minute details mm -hmm. of what was going on, and then the whole deal can blow up and then you start over. So it's kind of in everybody's best interest to have everyone represented and everybody knowledgeable of what is happening. Good stuff. Love your love your observation on that, Sarah. Really, really cool. So, um, quote time. So, NBA Finals tonight. Okay. I know you're a huge NBA fan, right? <laughs> um, so, LeBron James, you know who he is, right? I do. Okay, I figured that. So, this is a pretty interesting quote I saw from him. Um, I like criticism. It makes you strong. So, what do you? What does that mean to you? Like, tell us a little bit more about that. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think that criticism, especially when given in in a good in a good way yes. from a good place um can really help you because i think that a lot of times when when you're out just doing your thing it's very obvious when you see other people doing stuff that you could kind of critique or be like hey this might be helpful or this might make things a little bit easier this is what is maybe rubbing somebody the wrong way or how something could be approached differently when it's you you don't know it's not always that obvious like you can't always see what it is that you're doing so um yeah, I mean, I think criticism absolutely can make you better. Um, I think everything's in the delivery. But uh, love that. Yeah, I, I agree. I, well, I, I think that's a great point. It's you know, someone coming up to you and be like, "Hey, you're doing this wrong," and like, like I pointed at you for a reason. Like, that's yeah. not going to make you feel good. You're going to be like, you know, I'm, I'm out of here, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. delivery is really important. And if you're not listening to feedback, I think that's really a fixed mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because I'm always trying to get better. I know that's, and, and getting the criticism in the right delivery is a really good point. Like having feedback or having yeah. like a proper venue to get feedback at a company or you, know, you ask your like spouse or like husband or wife or boyfriend or whatever, like, hey, how am I doing here? Or what's going on? You know, actively seeking it is probably as important as anything else. Right. Um, but someone that comes up and be like, hey, you're wrong, or I don't like it, like gets in your face and they're wagging their finger at you, like, I'm out. Like, yeah. I'm not, nobody, I'm not interested Nobody in wants a finger wagged in their face. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> unless you're like Dikembe Mutombo blocking a shot, another basketball <laughs> reference you probably have no idea about. So uh, the point, I, I think you're absolutely spot on. And at the same time, like, getting criticized is important because if you can take that and make something out of it, mm -hmm. that's where you can really, like, improve and build strength. You know, he's talking about the basketball sense, obviously. But also, LeBron's a businessman. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he, that's why he went to L.A. for a lot of reasons. So, you know, hearing that, I mean, it's, you know, he, he, I was listening to something uh, about the finals, I guess it was a couple days ago, where um, one of the guys who's on the other team, I'm not going to bore you with his name, um, he got in his face and started giving him a hard time, and LeBron just walks away because he knows he's more useful to his team that way. And if you mm -hmm. think he didn't come out the next game and play on fire because of that, like, I mean, yeah. that, that that's where he's coming from. So yeah. I think it's a, it's a really spot-on quote, and, Timely because it's uh, game five tonight. I know you'll be you'll be tuned in and watching, glued to the set, right? We'll so, see. catch you guys next week. Thanks for watching. <laughs>